When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It was like crying hysterically on the side of the road, <laughs> on the curb. What's up, you guys? It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF, your favorite show that airs every Thursday. Make sure to subscribe to Austin AF and follow us on Instagram as well, just at Austin AF. Today, I have two girlfriends coming into the studio, Naomi Olindo and Helen Hall, and they are so freaking boss women, okay? These girls own so many companies, and I just don't know how they freaking do it. First things first, they actually own a company called Blender Bombs, which I have been using and absolutely loving. What it is is basically, it's kind of exactly how it sounds. And first off, I absolutely love the name as well. It has a lot of different nutrients. It looks like a ball almost. And basically you put it in your smoothie or you guys can actually just eat it normally as well. But you put it in your smoothie, it has a lot of different nutrients. It's made with like flax seeds, dates, nut butter, and you're getting all this like protein and good nutrients and fiber in that blender bomb. And you put it with like some strawberries, some almond milk and banana. And it makes it so easy to get all your nutrients in, especially if you're not like a chef and you don't have all the different nutrients laying around your house as well. It's so perfect for you. I love to do it and drink it like post-workout to get that protein in, to get my nutrients replenished as well. So make sure to check out blender bombs. We actually have a code. It's just Austin AF. Um, and they also own some other dope companies like Shop LeBay, which Naomi owns. And then they also have 8020 Market. They just started a new uh, like wine seltzer called Tipsy. And uh, I'm super freaking excited to try that. They just have so many different brands um, that I really want to talk to them about. How the frick do they do it all? And I want to hear about their relationships. They both actually went through a breakup at the same time. So hopefully they can open up about that and talk to me about that because, you know, we've all been through breakups, y'all. And I think they'll probably have some really good advice on how to move on. So advice on how to move on from breakups, uh, you know, business advice, how to time manage, how to be a boss woman, how to do it all, and why you might not be able to do it all and why you might need to hire some help to help you out. We'll talk about all that. And so now let's bring him in the studio. All right, you guys, I am here with Helen and Naomi. Thank you guys so much for coming into the studio because you guys are from Charleston. Yeah, we are. You're not even usually LA locals. So right. for you guys to come in, I really appreciate it when you guys are here just for, what, a few days? Yeah, we leave tonight at oh, midnight. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for making time for me. Yeah, it's Stuart's first time in LA, actually. Oh, my gosh. First timer. What do you think about it? Um, okay, so I actually want to ask you guys about LA. What do you think about it? Do you like it compared to Charleston? Would you see yourself living here? Or do, nah. Oh, my God. No, we always say our maximum for LA is like three, four days because we start to feel really stressed 
because everyone's like, you know, it's very competitive. It's here. so competitive and it's just yeah. much less low key than Charleston. Do you feel that way? Like competitive? Um, yes and no, but I would say it takes a long time to get accommodated to Los Angeles. I have lived here for eight years now and I'm like finally starting to feel like home, which is really sad, I think. Yeah. And I feel like Charleston was there's probably a little bit more sense of home. Definitely. And like it's a much smaller it's a city, but it's kind of a small town feel, so everybody knows everybody, you know, you I can't get gas without running into Helen. (laughs) Which is also a problem because I'm like maximum time in Charleston is two weeks before I need to travel somewhere for the weekend. Wow, okay. Because it's small, but it's a good place to raise a family. It's a good place to like find good friends and it's an incredible place to start a business. I was about to ask that. How is it running a business in Charleston? Because you hear a lot of like, you know, businesses run out of New York, LA, but you guys live in Charleston. And how is that, you know, are there a lot of influencers to work with? And what is your opinion on that? Yeah, there's actually a ton of Charleston influencers. And so I'm in like food and bev and a lot of online and Naomi is in fashion and her family owns a bunch of like actual restaurants too. And so mine's more grab and go. Hers is sit down. But like, you can't walk into a restaurant without saying 100 people that you know. Mm-hmm. Or really? 10 people. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not 100. 100. But. Charles doesn't have 100 people <laughs> in it. It's so nice. It's like so comforting, you know, that you always know someone somewhere. Yeah. It's like, it's really yeah, as nice. long as you have a good reputation, you're like a solid good person. It's not an issue. <laughs> but like, it. if you do something bad, you're going to have to you're relocate. Bad. Like, my ex-boyfriend relocated to San Diego. Shut up. Because he was like, I don't want to be around so, like, and see He's you all the time. He's not welcome. Oh, damn. It's, it's not like that. It's that much of a small town. I've never yeah. been. Helen, so. Helen's the queen of Charleston. <laughs> no, <laughs> queen of Charleston. No, but it is an incredible place to start a business because people are, really want each other to succeed because it's, I, this is my like take on it. It's a beach town. No one wants to be working forever. Everyone wants to like retire <laughs> yeah. and be on the water all day or go out on the boat or fish, not fish. I don't fish, but like go on the boat or yeah. whatever. And so everyone supports each other so that everyone can retire. That is what I think. Well, maybe I should move to Charleston, guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Work the least amount to make the most is kind of the vibe. Wow. If you move to Charleston, nice. you would gain like 100 followers in a week probably. All right. Let's go to Charleston, everyone. We're moving to Austin AF there. Okay. Going back to starting a business and running the business in Charleston, I want to learn how you guys met. And I know you started it, right, Helen? You started Blunderbomb specifically? So there's like 500 different businesses that we have to touch on. So we can kind of give the breakdown. I don't know. We can't stop. Yeah. I don't know how you guys do it. So let's start from the beginning. How did we meet Helen? Oh, yeah. Through another ex-boyfriend. Like, so many exes just can't keep up. It also just shows you you date people for a reason, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They'll introduce you to people. We were talking about timing. But, yeah, we met when I was in college. I was dating someone she went to high school with. And, honestly, just kept in touch. And Naomi was beyond supportive. Like, beyond supportive. Right when I started Blender Bombs. And, you know, she has such a big platform and really helped me, like, scale the business. And then she went and started her own business. Then she took over family businesses. And we started like another little food business. But on the on the West Coast in California, it feels like everyone is in like has their own business, right? It doesn't necessarily feel like that in Charleston. So it is kind of rare that like we do have our own businesses as females yeah. in Charleston. So like it's not too. it's not everywhere the way it is on the West Coast. Got it. Okay. And Blender Bombs specifically, first off, I love them so freaking much. If you guys don't know, they're like, how would you describe them? A bunch of nutrients in one. They're made with like dates, nut butter too. Yeah. It's yeah. like chia seed, hemp seed, flax seed, walnuts, pecans, dates, so many. Every amino fatty acid. Yeah. And you get so many nutrients. You just throw it in the blender too. I mean, I, I, I've snacked on them, by the way, yeah. as they are too. So you don't always need to throw I them I need to like rechange the name because they can be snacks too. No, but I love the name. I was about to say that. The name is freaking amazing. And I love the branding. You 
you guys have too. And it's so easy for like a quick, you know, grab and go thing to like throw with a banana and some strawberries with some almond milk. And if you guys don't have like, a lot of times people don't have like all those nutrients sitting like out, like all the nut butter, all the dates and stuff. You forget to buy all those nutrients. And so just to throw it in a blender is like such an amazing idea. You're hired. I mean, that that really was the initial concept because Helen was, um, were you a personal trainer for a while? Like she, so she was doing this and then she got into the nutrition side of it and some of her clients just didn't know really what they should be eating and yeah. like you just said they didn't have the little pack of flaxseed little pack of almonds little pack of this and yeah. chia whatever so Helen was like let me just roll it up into a ball and put this in your smoothie and this is foolproof like idiot proof basically oh, that's and cool. it just took off she was Damn. making them in her kitchen stupid for... little flax and stupid little hemp stupid little <laughs> <laughs> I don't have all those sitting around in my house and I think it's really cool because I also read that you started with like $300 and now it's like a multi-million dollar business if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone out there trying to start their own business both of you guys I know this is like kind of a loaded question but like really what would it be to start your own business as a young female entrepreneur I would say be fearless I was gonna say the same thing Damn, oh my god <laughs> We All like right. have be fearless. Yeah, I would say be fearless because that's what stops people is fear. Um, kind of maybe Naomi tell them about what you wrote down the other day about why should just go ahead and start something, even if it's not perfect. Um, oh yeah. So one of our Helen and I have like many business philosophies together, but one of them is that um we think that there's room for everybody and business should not be war. And that's a Sarah Blakely quote, but um there's room for everyone. And so if you also want to start a business that is, you know, a superfood like Blender Bomber, you want to start a clothing business, your own version of it, you should do it. It's not just because somebody else is already doing it. I'm not saying like, you know, don't copy, don't right. steal, don't make make it your own. But there's no reason that um, that should be a barrier to starting a business just because somebody else is doing something similar. You yeah, like I mean? didn't I you get that. some advice from your friend in Texas when you were starting a clothing company and she had a clothing company too? Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh I mean, Jennifer Snowden helped me a lot. And then Maddie Sadry, who is amazing, she um, owns an st- online store called Tallulah, and she's absolutely killing it. Um, there's just no gatekeeping. Like, Share the information. No share the wealth with everyone. Like, We all win by propelling each other forward and sharing that information. I completely agree, and I love that. And I will say it it's hard to find that in Los Angeles. You won't. Because I feel like people, other like you know, fitness influencers or people who do workouts and healthy recipes, they're very competitive here. And my whole thing is like helping the next one in line because my my favorite quote of all time is lighting someone else's candle will not dim yours. And I exactly. fully believe that. And followers will can be anyone's followers as well. It's just because you guys have so many businesses. So just because you have another business doesn't mean that, you know, someone's not going to buy that just because you're starting another business. No, they can, you know, every single product is different on the market. And I think you guys are like very smart to, you know, work like that as well. So I, I really, really love that. Oh yeah. You would be canceled out of Charleston if you weren't like that. Yeah. I saw wild. that you were friends with Brock Your Body and is she, she like is probably friend? one of the good ones that like Absolutely. Is- it's, it's hard to find influencer friends who don't feel like they're in competition with you. Yeah. And so that is one downside of LA, I have to say. See, that would make me so sad. Like one, just because somebody has a follower, it doesn't cannibalize your following. You know, like let's push each other forward instead of being like, "Mm, no, I'm not going to share this with you because I'm insecure that you're going to do better than me. Right. It should be. Oh my God, yeah. Also, followers in LA matter so much. It's like the freaking mm. worst. Like, oh, how many followers do you have? Like, I'm not kidding. I'm, I was like invited Ew. to this, That's nuts. this Super Bowl party. And they're like, well, how many followers do you have on this platform, this platform? This You're is how kidding. many people owe. I would this throw is, up. I'm like, oh, this is so LA. Did Why? you go? 
Uh, it's the Super Bowl coming up, so oh, I probably I will go. <laughs> You'll probably see it on my social media. I'd be like, oh, this is what she was talking yeah. about. But that's why it's hard for younger people that, you know, don't have big platforms and think that they need to be obsessed with gaining followers and that's where their value lies right. because it's so not true. Your value lies in here, <laughs> you know, yeah, not. Right. But when someone's like, okay, well, you can come to this cool party, but how many followers do you have? And what can you do for us through your platform? It's kind of like icky. Let's actually talk about that because does it matter to have a lot of followers as a company? So say like Blender Bombs, for example, you can still be a really successful company without a million followers. Yeah, I would say it absolutely helps. Like even just your ad budget. I mean, a difference when Naomi posts versus like, you know, someone else. Yeah. Just because she's got so many followers and people trust her. But I will say what's been really cool about watching how Naomi does her social media. She doesn't promote a lot of brands and she's very selective. Honestly, she's just so busy. She doesn't have that much time to post. No, I don't turn in content is actually yeah. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> she's like 100 days late on her you know, content all the time. But that provides way more value for the brand she does work with because she's so selective and her return on ad spend is incredible. I love that. And I think that's an actual really, really important point too, like making sure that you're careful about the brands that you work with. But let's also go back to you being really busy. I want to talk to you both. How the hell do you do it all? How do you prioritize your time and make time every single day to work on every single brand? Because I think one of the hardest things ever, it's not about the time spent on a certain thing. It's changing your focus to so many different brands. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the most exhausting part about it. Compartmentalize. Yes. So how do you freaking do that? I'll let you start on that one. I was going to say, do you want to take this away or you want me to go? I'm just going to do the same answer either way. We were just talking about this on the car right here. Um, And Helen and I always discuss, I'm like, listen... You know when you meet someone and they're like, oh, I'm just so busy. I'm so busy. I have never met an actually busy person that talks about how busy they are. Or who complains. Or who complains about their work. I've never, all my friends that are doing shit, like making cool things happen, they just have their heads down and they work and they're not like, oh, I'm so busy and like posting constantly like how busy they are. Like I can't sleep. Like I've been thinking about it all all week. Like running on no sleep. Like promoting hustle culture. Yes. Hustle culture is such bullshit. It's such bullshit. It's toxic. It's terrible. It's no, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be a thing, but it is unfortunately. Um, but the way that we balance it all is we don't. And anybody that gives the illusion that they are doing it all, meaning like perfect social life, um, fitness, totally in check, eating healthy constantly, making your friends um, feel like seen. Yeah, spending quality time with your friends, seeing your family, um, you know, doing well at work, all of that doing stuff. Doing your taxes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, paying your bills. Like I can't it. imagine y'all's taxes. It's not Ugh. true. It's just not true. So whenever we're doing, you know, we're working on the businesses and it seems like we're doing all this stuff, we're dropping the ball somewhere always. And that's fine. That's okay. I'm not, if I'm traveling and like doing a little work while I'm traveling, then I'm not spending time with my family. If I'm um, at work then and doing something else or I don't know if I'm in Charleston and she and I are doing something social, then I'm not at work. And that's fine. It is okay. You don't have to do everything all the time. You just have to consistently manage it when at the time that you need to manage it or when it needs to be managed, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah, I think compartmentalizing and something that Naomi and I both do, and I really don't know many other people that do this, is if, say you and I are having a conversation, something you say sparks me being like, oh shit, I forgot to do this. Like, I have to do this. We'll stop. Be like, sorry, excuse me. I'm going to go do this right now, like send the email really quick, or like excuse myself, go to the bathroom if it's like a work dinner or not a work dinner, I'll do it at work. <laughs> but like do it right then and there because I'll forget it, you know? That's how we've been able to do so many things at one time is because when something pops in our brain that needs to be done, we just do it. You execute the, on yeah. the spot. The other thing that's helped me so much is, 
And this took me years to learn, and I'm still in the process of learning it, but, like, outsourcing what I'm not good at. And so, like, back to money, it's, like, you know, people think, and I'll just be transparent because I think that at this point it's fair to be transparent about money, but, like, although Blender Bombs is doing almost, like, $4 million in revenue, like, I only take home, like, $150,000 a year, but I spend at least half of that outsourcing to assistance so that I can have my time to, like, grow the business and I would rather keep my equity in a business than, like, as long as I can. Eventually, we're going to have to bring in capital soon. But I would rather keep my equity in a business, stay, like, like not spend too much money, you know, just live a very comfortable life. But instead of, you know, spending all this money on X, Y, Z, like, I would outsource it so I could have my time because time is something that you can't pay for. Yes, I have so much to say. First off, I completely agree with you guys about executing on the spot because I am the type of person that gets really anxious if I don't do something and if I have to sleep on it. Not everyone is like that, but I think I completely agree with you guys. Number two, I love the fact that you said you outsource because a lot of the times, like you said, on social media, it can look like everyone's doing everything. Like, oh my God, how the hell are you doing that? that? And the quote that really bothers me is like, you have the exact 24 hours in a day as Beyonce. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Beyonce has help. Beyonce oh. has assistance, a hairstylist, and everyone, nannies. And so it's like you have to be real about who's helping you. And that's such a really good point about that. My next question is, though, is it hard for you guys to give away any sort of help? Because I know for me, like my business and my app is like my child, my baby. So is it hard for you guys to outsource sometimes because you have so much like like, oh my gosh, this is like my thing. So that's the kind of thing that we probably wouldn't outsource. We would be outsourcing um, anything from like groceries to errands to getting our oil change. Answering you know, DMs. At, yeah, answering Like random DMs. things so that the one, the primary focus can get taken care of and we're present in doing that, you know? Yeah. That's like what we would rather be doing. Also learn the hard way. Like you probably feel that way because you haven't found the right person that you trust. Mm -hmm. When yeah, you find that person, huge. like, you'll give them the keys to the kingdom. Right. It's also just, like, it's, my brand is me. So it's yeah, also, like, right. I have to be present for everything. If I'm not in a photo, it's like, wait, where, your brand is her. Yeah. It's really hard. So I, it's a, I guess it is a little bit different in that sense, too. But just hone in on your core competency and then outsource everything else. And in finding people you trust is very hard. It's, we've struggled with that, yeah, you know. Still but, struggling. Um, we both got very lucky through essentially trial and error that now we have amazing people working for us. Um, but yeah, it's just, what it, focus oh yeah. on your core. When it comes to hiring people, like, again, we both just ended relationships, but you know, we were both in relationships where we knew we shouldn't have been in them. But it's like, if I can have the guts to fire an employee because I know they're not right, like, why didn't I have the guts to like break up with someone, you know? I completely agree. It's like I read something that's like, if not now, when? When you come to breaking up with someone and you can like know for a while. I don't know about your guys' relationships. We can actually talk about relationships if you guys yeah, want. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I mean, we've all been through freaking breakups. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like life goes on, but it's really hard to know when to break up with someone. Is that like what you guys are talking about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We didn't have yeah. a choice. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have, we both got cheated on. It was like not great. Wait, <laughs> Let's go, Cheating on him. And so wow, before we go into this, you have to tell him that Charlie Munger quote that like changed my um, respect on everything. So it's a Naval quote, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's a great book um called The Um Almanac of Naval can't even pronounce his last name. Ravikant or something. Um, and in in the book, he says, if you wouldn't work with someone for the rest of your life, then don't work with them for five minutes. And Helen and I are really trying to apply that 
not only in work, but in relationships and in friendships and stuff. Like if you don't want this to be forever, then don't even waste five minutes on it. It doesn't, because it doesn't matter. It's not a long-term thing. Your time is valuable. Mm -hmm. I mean, our time on this earth is so short in perspective. And so it's like, why waste five, 10 minutes on someone that you know you're not supposed to be with? I used to travel all the time on weekends with like girlfriends or by myself just to get away from my last relationship. And I thought that was normal because I'm like finding my me space, my me time, like sleeping in a separate bedroom two nights a week to get me time. But that was because I didn't want to spend that time with him. And like the new guy I'm dating, I can't be away from him for like more than three days. We love him. We love you, Alan. We love Love you. And then also when you find that new person, like I think at first it's really hard, especially being cheated on. It's like, oh my gosh, it's hard to trust someone again. And you're like, will I ever find that next person? If you're listening to this, first off, you will. And there is someone, if you are having doubts, there is someone like out there. There's an app for that. Hey, someone else sponsor us for that one. Dating app. I actually met my boyfriend on a dating app. Yeah, me too. We would like to be sponsored by you. Yeah, come on. I'm like listening because that's exactly the place that I'm in right now where I'm having <laughs> trouble because your judgment fails you so then you don't know you're like ah, can I trust myself like do I know yeah. can I see the signs early on I don't know it we to have to right listen person. to our friends yeah okay yeah. so your friends were basically saying that these guys weren't good for you and got it basically I mean, you lots have. of interventions but the thing is you have to figure it out for yourself your friends sure. and your family like all my best friends hated my ex-boyfriend my <laughs> parents hated my ex-boyfriend and I still was with him Sam. for almost five freaking years five years Sam. four and a half and he was cheating on me the entire time and I had no idea oh cheating on you God. Yeah. it's like yeah um so I actually have a question how'd you guys find out that they're cheating on you I found out in a... both of these stories are wild Helen you go first <laughs> it's, it's fun are we allowed to pass Oh, it's, the okay. name of the show is Austin is Oh, fun. yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's honestly fucking nuts. Like, Naomi and I's life trajectory has been so similar the last few years. It's It gives me chills. So I was doing a cross-country RV trip um, with my ex, and I cried to Stuart. Stuart's my, uh, like, co-worker sitting in the corner, but I cried <laughs> to her the day before I, I left. And she was, I was like, should I do this? Should I marry this guy? Because like, we're sitting there packing up the RV He's not lifting a finger. He's, like, complaining that, you know, we have someone else over at the house so late. And I knew, I always knew that I wasn't supposed to marry him, but I accepted it. It was going to be comfortable. I was was fulfilled in every other part of my life except for that. So I accepted it. And we go on this RV trip. Um, I had rented my house out, and I got back early for a wedding, and I needed a place to live for a few weeks. So I was living at Naomi's house. And she dropped me off to get my hair done. And yeah, I called. Ellen was carless at this point. I'm like <laughs> carpooling her around. Literally, it was like everything was in California or Texas. And I call her an hour later, bawling, crying. And I made her come pick me up. I was like crying hysterically on the on the side of the road, like oh on the gosh. curb. Because one of my employees had just told me that they found out Scott had been actively cheating on me. I called him out on it. Asked him to tell me the name of the person. Yeah. Because I knew the name. And he told me the wrong person's name. So then I found out about another person. No. Yep. So so that happened. I'll let Naomi take over for a little bit. Yeah. So her mom and her, I pick like, her up, stuff saved me. Take her home. Helen, we're still in the driveway. And I'm just sitting there trying to figure out, like, what do I do for my friend? I mean, she was in so much pain. It was the worst. And, um... Because we Helen did, gets, she worked, he worked for me. Like, yeah, we he, were completely he ingrained. for you, and you guys mm-hmm. were engaged. Mm-hmm. He was eight years older than me. And he was cheating on you with multiple people. Mm-hmm. In a, yeah, in a house that uh, Helen bought for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's just, it like just gets cherry worse. on top. Um, just, what the hell? So anyway, we're sitting in the driveway, and I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm like, Mom, what do I do? And Helen gets the girl's number and calls her from the car. 
uh, it's on the car loudspeaker. Fuck yeah. And I wanted to know everything. Hell, and she's yeah. like, hey, this is Helen. Uh, or this is Helen Hall. I just want you to know I found out about you and Scott. I want you to know that I'm not mad at you. This is on him. And I just want to know what happened. And the girl was in such shock. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember what she said. She was just like, it was just a few times and blah, blah, blah. But what I loved about Helen is that she didn't blame the girl. She blamed Scott. And yeah. let's not forget that, okay? That's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. I think I blamed, mine was also multiple girls, and I blamed the girls, which I was <laughs> 23 at the time, and I take mm-hmm. back and fully regret. It was really hard to blame him, and now I can look back and like fully obviously it was on him. Um, but it was really hard for me because the girls knew about me and I actually knew me and they pretended they were my friends. Like one oh, girl oh, had a, that, that's different. That's one different. girl had an affair with my boyfriend for 10 months. She follows me on Instagram. Hi. And um and you had <laughs> she had an affair with my boyfriend for I 10 months and knew me and like pretended at parties like to be my friend. Oh, and so of course I oh she is for sure. And I still like have a weird thing towards her because you of should. that. Yeah. And I still really, really want to forgive every part about it. I just think it's really hard. And I don't know if you guys have like forgiven. It's really weird. I, I want to go back and be like, I've forgiven my ex, but I don't know. You can forgive, but you cannot forget. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. lessons learned. It's hard. Forgiveness is is actually you forgive for yourself. It's not for them. It's it's really to just let go. You don't want to harbor that negative energy in your heart like but it's really hard to let go of it I mean (laughs) I got a lot of zen time yeah Yeah, it's a a lot of meditation (laughs) a lot of self-reflection you know but I think that you forgive somebody for you not for them absolutely okay Um, but that sucks I hate this girl yeah Yeah, sorry she needs to go okay I want to get back to your story Helen but I now want to just find out how your you found out your ex was cheating on you um so we were moving to New York for his job job that I helped him get. And um, we, I don't even know why, but I was the one that flew back to Charleston to drive a U-Haul back up to New York over the weekend. And he stayed in New York for Anytime a man doesn't pack up your stuff, like yeah. red flag. <laughs> Big red flag. And I was like totally fine with it because, you know, Helen and I can, we don't really need We don't complain. Yeah. We just yeah, get it done. Yeah, we don't complain about it. So I was like, all right, well, um, I'll go get this U-Haul. I will load all of our furniture or oh, really my furniture. Oh, I the furniture load. The audacity. <laughs> into this U-Haul. And, but there was something really heavy. So I was waiting on some of our guy friends to come help me because Mitchell wasn't there. So I was waiting on some of our friends to come help me load this last thing. And the one thing that was left inside the house, because he had been living um, with me and Helen. Keep in mind, he was there through my breakup. He watched me cry. He held me. He hugged me. He talked me through it. Talked about how much of a piece of shit Scott was. What Naomi's telling you is exactly a month after my breakup. Mm -hmm. So continue. I am, like, speechless. The audacity. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the only thing that was left was I bought him a laptop, and so he left his big, like, desktop monitor that he would study on it, on my dad's old desk. And um, that was the only thing left in the house, and we were planning a trip to France with a big group for my mom um, who got married. And so I'm, like, tr- showing our friend Madison, trying to show her this restaurant that I was going to take everyone to when we got to France a, t- a few weeks later. And I'm like, oh, the picture on this like doesn't really do it justice on the phone. Um, and so I was looking for an iPad or something. My computer was already packed away. The only thing left was his monitor. So I'm like, oh, I'll show you on here. No problem. So I try to log on. There's a password. So I call him. We And I'd just been FaceTiming him earlier. I call him. I'm like, hey, what's the... Mind you, this is the computer he studied on every single day for four years of um, his medical residency. 
I'm like, hey, I can't get on the computer. What's the password again? And he's like, uh, uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I'm still not putting this together. I'm like, oh, well, okay, it'll let me reset it. So what code did you just get? So he had no choice but to let me reset it. So I get on the computer, and in the time that I typed in, the restaurant showed her the picture, and it pulls up, and I'm showing her this beautiful view and stuff. His old iMessage, like, popped up from what was previously opened. I literally have chills all over my body. And it was uh, with his ex-girlfriend, and it was the most explicit pictures and text you've ever seen. And, yeah, that's... I am so happened. sorry. No, it, the, it's the best thing that ever the happened The timing to me. of it. So, like, her timing was she was about to uplift her family, her friends, her businesses. She was oh, leaving Charleston died. to go to New York that day. No, within the hour. You guys, look I was at my leaving. legs. Like, I know. I, I full bone chills like, in my sweatshirt. all over my body. And I mean, then, uh, yeah, I do too. Kind of. like, it's just crazy how life, and I truly think, so my dad passed away um, two years ago, and Matul had put, his monitor on my dad's old desk, like I said, and there's a big picture of my dad right above it. And so oh, I'm shit. looking at these pictures and then I look up and my dad is looking back at me. I'm like, wow, he really, oh, I feel like God. waited until yeah. the very last moment. Yeah. Like the U-Haul was almost like, packed. I was leaving in an hour to never come back. And um, yeah. Like your dad knew and he was like sending you a sign. Like, and my timing was... Your dad first shirt sent you a sign. He gave us lots of signs. We oh, just didn't listen. My God. <laughs> but I was a week away from giving Scott 20% of my company. We had the paperwork drafted. You guys. Oh, my God. You dodged, like, dodged huge bullets. We got really building did. bombs and dodging bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great line. We got a trademark. <laughs> oh, trademark that. Okay, first off, I just want to say I'm so sorry. Um, and any girls out there who have experienced the same thing, it's it's so heart-wrenching. And, like, it like you feels like your entire world is falling out of your butt. I have a question. Do you think that they felt inclined to cheat because they were with very successful women and they felt insecure? Without a doubt. Yeah. Because I feel sometimes that's why my ex cheated because it has nothing to do with us. It has Mm -hmm. nothing to do who they cheat on. It has everything to do with them. Mm -hmm. Do you think they were intimidated by all? Yeah. I mean, we were great to them. Yeah. Yeah. They had their own credit cards of ours. (laughs) We were great. Yeah. Oh my God. And Sex I just want to ask, good, like everything. <laughs> you didn't feel any intuition that something was wrong. I did. I mean, of course I did. And in hindsight, it's so easy to say, but yeah. in, at the time, you're trying to make it work. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is the trade-off, you know. But there were definitely a lot of signs um, of cheating or of not. Just no, not, not of cheating. I really didn't expect that, but just of the relationship not being really that fulfilling. Like, I don't know. I love to talk at night. And, and he would just be like, stop talking. Like, I want to go to sleep. Not wanting those little moments yeah. and just not. And of course, it wasn't always like that. You know, I don't want to rewrite history and say that it was all bad because it wasn't. I wouldn't have dated him for as long. And same with yeah. you and Scott. But um, I feel like what happens really often, especially these days, you know, people throw around the terms narcissist, love bombing, whatever. But we really were love bombed. And it's some somebody that they're attracted to, um, Scott and Matul both, I think, were attracted to what the lifestyle that we could offer them and sort of like that sparkle and all of that. And that is in turn the same thing that made them resent us in the end because they were just so insecure and they felt overshadowed. Um, It's really hard to find a man who is stable and secure with dating a very successful woman. And that freaking sucks. It really. You found sucks. one. Well, Helen, Helen found one. You found it one. Did. I'm, I'm on the way. It took <laughs> you guys. It took three relationships to find one, though. Like it wasn't, yeah. you know, my first, my second, or third relationship. It yeah. took a really long time. It took me until I was 27 to find that guy. And so, honestly, 
you know, they are out there, but at the same time, it's hard to find, which really sucks for us. Yeah, what are some of the green flags you notice? Green flags? Um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Just, like, feeling comfortable. Like, right away, I knew off the bat, like, conversations were really easy. And he was really, really down to talk about my business with me and, like, really excited. Like, he didn't have any sort of, like, you can tell with someone's eyes when they're, like, having a little bit of jealousy. Mm-hmm. Like, no jealousy oh, whatsoever. Shit, that's like, true. How someone know. reacts to good things. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When they're excited for you. They celebrate you. They want to take you to dinner because you just did something amazing or something like that. Okay, I want one more question about this relationship thing and then we can switch topics. But I just have to ask how you guys, if you had to say one thing that you really did to get over the cheating and like how you really cope with it, what would it be if someone's out there listening right now and just got cheated on? So this is... uh this is like the first basic step, I think, um, but it can lead you down a path where you start realizing, okay, I put this person on a pedestal for no reason and like what made them special was my love for them. Um, make a li- If you're going through something hard right now, like a breakup, and you feel lost, and so many girls DM Helen and I about this and um, my heart like really breaks for them, but write a pros and cons list of the person that you were with and then l- take away the cons, whatever, look at the pros and tell me, what makes them so special and why you cannot find that in someone else in five minutes. Like I what what is that. so good of the pros that made them worthy of, of I like wrote so that. many pros and cons lists though. But it didn't work for me. No, no, no. <laughs> once you break up, oh, you're like, oh, they're pros. This is what I liked about them. Oh, <laughs> they were okay, they were nice. Notes. Okay, they were um they are, were always on time. Uh, oh, they oh, were nice to my mom. Yeah. They uh, enjoyed cooking. Mm-hmm. Okay, what the fuck is so special yeah, about that? Like, there's a million people out there that have many more pros than that, you know? Totally. I would also say one of the biggest things um, about my current boyfriend now is that he um, understands my trauma of being cheated on, which mm. I think is a really, really big one. And a lot mm-hmm. of guys will be like, well, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. He will sit down with me and be like, okay, so why don't didn't you trust me in this moment? Let's talk about it. And we'll go into like an hour in depth conversation about it. And I think that's really important is your next person has to be a little bit and you shouldn't carry out all that baggage i'm not saying that but at the end of the day like we are girls who've been cheated on so i want to look through really your phone hard. sometimes yeah. <laughs> oh see i disagree I with that. that i don't i, I don't, don't do that I don't, I don't think that that's <laughs> a healthy I don't thing to look, do. <laughs> i don't look for things like i'm always on alan's phone because i like to text his friends on his phone <laughs> i think i think you're kind of psycho for that i think that's weird <laughs> <laughs> i don't do that but you know to each their own i think is really important all i'm saying is you need someone a partner who will understand if you get mad at something or mm-hmm. you know what i mean don't bring your baggage i'm not saying that but like an understanding person of like what, what you've been through an empathetic mm-hmm. person that's yeah. like i'm so sorry this happened to you and I understand why you are like a product of your experiences. Totally. And this is how we navigate this together. Totally. It's very important. I'm so happy for you that I know. you have that. Like, that's beautiful. Thank you. It took a while. I will say that. Thank that's you for dating up. What helped <laughs> my breakup? Yeah. Uh, for sure, 100%. This is like the biggest thing for me, too. Accountability for my friends. Because yeah. I would have gotten back with him if I didn't have accountability with my friends. Because that's how like deep you get sometimes totally. in a relationship and you're manipulated and all that stuff. And the second one was I just spent two weeks, like, alone, not talking to anyone, processing and doing personal development. And also, like, me calling the girls and hearing every detail, seeing every text he sent, that sealed the deal for me, you know? Because if you if you try and, like, you hear that someone cheats but you don't actually see what went down, it can be easy to forget about it mm-hmm, and move yeah. on. But, like, you, you read the text. It was easier for you, too. I think the same thing happened with me and Helen. The second that I saw those messages, it's like the part of me that was attracted to him or who I thought he was died immediately. Died. Like there was nothing 
left yes. there. And I know that it's not the same for everyone. And it was confusing the first few weeks back and forth because I kept saying, you know, I don't want um, I don't want to talk. I need to process. And he'd be like, okay, okay, I totally get it. But just like, can I call you tonight? By the way, if you are going through a breakup and you are setting a boundary and they're not respecting it, that is extremely selfish. And you need to then enact what I call the no contact rule. Mm-hmm. And you block everything. You do not speak to them. You yes. do not let them have any sort of way of communicating with you. Once this happens, they're going to try to send friends to contact you and do all that. That's what Text you manipulative. Your friends manipulative text. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so just be ready for that. That's phase two. And then you're in the clear. But just no contact is so important during a breakup because it's confusing. You're sad. This is somebody that you spent years of your life with. You know, you have habits with them. You have your security blanket. Right. And um, it's like mourning a death, really. So. And they can convince you for a second chance at the same time. Like my yeah. ex would text me every single night. I love you. Good night. Oh, every block that shit. Block it. Night. Block it. It took me like six months. I'm not going to lie to block it because <laughs> as soon as you block it, it's a really scary feeling because you're like, that's the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, you'll never speak to them again. Um, it's for the better. And there's something else better waiting for you on the other side. But it's a really scary moment of just like block. It is. And I just wish that I could like all these girls that are going through these breakups, I wish I could just do it for them, like wave a magic wand yes. and be like, block, block, block. Yes. Like, I promise this is what you need to do, but I know how hard it is, but you have to do it. Please trust me. It's so important. Like you're broken up for a reason. If somebody betrays you, if somebody didn't make you happy, you know, whatever. And a lot of times people, once they get broken up with, I mean, Matul and Scott both said all the right things after the breakup. I'm like, oh, where was this do. the last three years? They always freaking do. Okay, so now we have a segment of our show, <laughs> really just segueing here, um, but we're kind of coming low on time, but um, we have a segment on our show called Mood Boosting Mantra, where it's basically you say a quote or something that like rings true to you, and like where have you gotten today? It could be like something you've said for 10 years or something that you said this just this week. Do you have anything that you kind of say to yourself, like a quote or an affirmation? Yeah, constantly. I like... Mm, sweet boyfriend bought it and made it into a neon sign and put it by my bed. Oh, oh you but you have to tell the story behind this. Okay, yeah. So before I say the quote, so have you are you familiar with ayahuasca? Yes. Okay, so I did ayahuasca in Costa Rica several years ago, and what kept coming up for me during that journey was that life is just a game. That quote, like constantly, 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 life is just a game. And then I was reading this book a few like so that quote stuck with me. But then a few years later, I was reading "Let My People Go Surfing," which is by the guy um, who started Patagonia, and they have a whole Ooh. chapter called. Um, life is just a game. And when I say, like, that book resonated with me, that book resonated with me. And then same thing with Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And, like, those, again, that book resonated with me. Those are some of the books that really resonated with me. And they have a chapter called, like, Life is a Game, Play It. And so then when we go to visit Naomi's family and everything in France, what's the, where were we in Monaco? Ooh, fun. It's a um, casino. We were at the main casino in yeah. Monte Carlo, yeah. And it was the first time that everyone really met Alan. And because he flew out there uh, to meet us. And so we walk into the casino and there's this beautiful flower wall. And in neon, it says, life is just a game, play it. And I like took a picture of it. And then as a surprise present for uh, launching Tipsy Spritzers, we, uh, he like sent me a neon sign and said, life is just a game, play it. So but why it resonates with me is because life is really a game. Like the mm-hmm. amount of curveballs we've been throwing. Uh, you like board games. What board game would you compare life to? God, I don't know. Maybe like sequence. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a lot of curveballs, but you just have to roll with it, you yeah. know, and not complain. Like, 
We got a lot of curveballs thrown at us this week. We just like can't complain about it. Yeah. You kind of have to, you know, make sure you're always changing and keeping with the flow whenever whatever comes your way. I actually, yeah, really like, like if you're a good person and you have good friends, like you will have a support system through mm-hmm. thick and thin and just yeah, keep playing that. the game. I love that. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think it, and again, Helen and I talked about this on the way here. <laughs> um, I don't know who said this, but it's that true happiness is what we feel when we know we're striving towards our full potential. And I love that because it has so much hope and so much energy behind it. And it, yeah, it just makes it's me amazing. Yeah. I love, I mean that it gives me chills every time I say it, I say it probably 10 times a it's day. Because <laughs> that's what you feel like right now. Cause finally like the dead weight has been removed and yeah. we both just feel so truly genuinely happy for the yeah. first time in so long by not just removing boyfriends, but by removing people in our lives, like extracurricular yes. activities we don't need to be doing. Like I've stopped drinking as much and that's been great. Yeah. And I think sometimes that also comes with like getting older. I feel like our 20s are just really hard, but like filled with a lot of toxic people and thinking that you have to keep them in your life for Mm -hmm. some reason. Mm -hmm. And then as you grow older, you like realize you just don't need toxic things or toxic people holding you back. And once you can let that stuff go and fully reach your potential, it's like a wild feeling. I finally just got there like literally this year. It's exhilarating and it's beautiful and it's so much fun and and to anyone listening that, you know, if you don't feel like you're happy right now, try to change something in your life where you are feeling like you're striving towards your real potential and it'll, it will fulfill you so much, really. And it could be small things, big things, whatever. It's I saw just, this thing on TikTok that was like, imagine if you can look at your future self in like 40 years and you're still doing the same thing you're doing now, like, will you be happy? Aww. It's like you you yeah. have to change. Yeah. You literally have to change. And you have to be passionate about what you guys are doing. And I feel mm-hmm. like you guys are extremely passionate about like your careers and what you're doing in life. And I think that's like the number one thing is like loving what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we could also just wrap it up right there. But I also just wanted to touch one more time on like the businesses that you are involved in and give us the like, you know, give us like the spiel, pitch it, promote it. What's it called when you're like, yeah. plug it, let's plug go. It. Plug it, yeah, or you go plug. first. I'll plug LeBay. Um, that's what I'm wearing today. It's a clothing brand. You can find it at shoplebay.com. Instagram is at shoplebay, L-A-B-E-Y-E. Um, and then you can also find us at 8020 Market. You can also find us at Blender Bombs. You can also find us at Tipsy Spritzers. But LeBay <laughs> is so cool because Naomi started it, what was it, four years ago? And like... Mm-hmm. You started it, I feel like, overnight. And wow. it was just like a hobby. I mean, I was selling close to her, like, to know it. I was like, why don't I just sell my own stuff? Like, yeah. Damn. So, yeah, but the way you. she runs a business is really cool because she keeps her overhead really low. And, like, she is the model. And <laughs> it's a great idea. Yeah. Wait, I also just wanted to touch really fast. I, I feel like I have so much to talk to you guys about. And we, I know. Like, I know should we get lunch after this? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about the 80-20 because mm-hmm. I love what that stands for. So if you just want to explain it really quick to yeah. everyone, that would be great. So 80-20 is another mantra, and I think it's the next new wave. I've got it trademarked, like 80% whole food, plant-based, 20% whatever. But also when it comes to life, like people have been using the term 80-20 forever now, right? But no one's actually really coined it in, in the food world, except for I recently saw Tom Brady like talking about it. But 80% whole food, plant-based, 20% whatever. It's zero restrictions. Like you don't have to look, you don't have to like calorie count. You don't have to do anything, but it just makes sense, Right. It's such a perfect balance. I don't know what it is, but the difference between 80-20 and like 70-30 
is huge. And the difference between 90-10 and 80-20 is huge. Because 90-10 still feels a little bit restrictive. But also, when it comes to life, it just kind of gives you that freedom to make mistakes and it be totally okay. So if I know that my goal is to work out, you know, five days a week, but I only work out like, you know, four days a week, you can just throw up the 80-20 mantra and be like, it's okay. Like, at least I made progress. Like, I'm a B-plus student. Yeah, and that's it. great. <laughs> and it keeps people from quitting and it keeps you from just giving up because, you know, you didn't uphold these perfect standards and stuff. 80-20 yeah. gives you a little bit of wiggle room to just keep going. And it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, like 20%. Yeah. <laughs> Helen will go 80-20, baby. And then like, you know, eats whatever <laughs> she wants. And yeah. I think like, it's, yeah. That's uh, honestly what my mom has said, like her entire life is 80-20. And so I feel very mm-hmm. blessed. I grew up with someone who promoted like most of the time eating healthy, but also life is about balance and mm-hmm. moderation. If I ate healthy 100% of the time, I would go freaking crazy. I can't. It's not fun. It's not, it's not fun. fun. No. I eat good food because it's good for my soul and it's good for my mental health. And so, Especially when your friend, you know, Carissa makes it for you with love. Yes. Oh my God. I would never turn down her crunch wrap. <laughs> that would be sinful. So we, I appreciate you guys so much for coming on, but also talk one more time about oh, yeah. Blender Bombs and everything that you have. Yeah. So Blender Bombs started that four years ago. Again, it's a ball you put in your smoothie. We also have a line of bars that are freaking phenomenal. So good. So good. And you can use the code AUSTINAF for 15% off on the website. Do you want to give a LeBay code real quick? Uh, yeah, we can do AustinAF15, 15, 15% off. Cool. Oh, yeah, I'm going to use it. So my code will be AUSTINAF and your code will be AustinAF. Do you want to just do AUSTINAF? Yeah, sure. I'll send you an episode. Okay, I'll send you an And it's, the, the discount's 15% off. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, so Blender Bombs, it goes with that 80-20 lifestyle. So you start your morning, you have that smoothie, you know you've gotten all your like fruits and vegetables, your essential amino acids, fatty acids, it controls your blood sugar, and then what you do the rest of the day like is up to you. You know, you can eat a mostly healthy lunch, you can like do whatever you want for dinner, but that's also why um, we started the Tipsy Spritzers Company because alcohol obviously is not good for you. Like We all can agree to that. But if you're going to drink it, why not drink the healthiest version of alcohol? Um, one that, you know, won't be as inflammatory as a can with Velcro in it that should be illegal. So that's why we started. The, basically, all the brands we started so that I can eat and enjoy my life. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we've got um, 80-20 Market, which is healthier versions of desserts. We've got brownies and cookies. And they're and so good. Yeah. Oh I, I just can't believe how much you guys do. I'm like dead serious. I'm like, it's really good. Like, fueled by Blender Bombs, duh. Yeah, and we look good. Blender Bombs live forever. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I have time to do so. I, I just, I'm, we I'm work all the time. I would say we work 24 7. But again, no, I, I do. don't work 24 7. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. I Even work if, like pff, not that much. <laughs> it's okay. You figured it out somehow. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming into the studio today. And again, that code is just Austin AF. And so make sure you guys try it all. And where can they find you guys personally too? Um, like on Instagram? Yeah. Or it's at Naomi underscore Olindo. There's an E at the end of Naomi. Yeah, don't forget that. Everyone forgets that. <laughs> and mine's at Helen Hall. And then the website for the codes is blenderbombs.com and shop labay, L-A-B-E-Y-E.com. Hell yeah. Thank you guys. And I will see y'all next week. 